I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Up to 90. Welcome. Oh, welcome to the show. Sorry, I tried now. I tried to up the ante there and then I just kind of lost it towards the end. Do you know what? I'm loving your high energy beginning, and I'm also loving. Um, I'm also loving the boys in the background. They're great, old cracks. Do you know what it is? It's just like it's been the longest fucking summer of nothing ever, and like they, they will be chatting and whatever, whatever, to probably I'd say about half ten tonight. And just before we started, there, Joe was coming into me to tell me that he's just a bit tired today. He says this every fucking night. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's why we say go to bed. Like, just go to bed. And we've we've got a few hours of hijinks now, I can tell you. But shut up. Yeah. That is what you signed up for indeed, Mrs. But you know what? Uh, speaking of people who are tired, you know, Fred had the audacity to tell me during the week that he was tired. Oh, my God. He doesn't even know the meaning of the word yet. He's well. I just had to laugh because I really because you know, say I'm getting up. So my new count now is I'm getting up seven times during the night for a little wee. Yeah. But I actually think it's good because it's getting you obviously ready for the baby, and you'll be getting up with the baby and all that. Yeah. But then the other day, I I, I asked Fred how he was feeling. I don't know. I must have been watching some American TV show oh God, because yeah. this. I mean, asking how he was feeling. But then he said, you know what? I'd love to say I'm feeling, but I just feel I can't. And then I was like, no, tell me, how are you honestly feeling? And he was like, I'm just feeling a bit tired. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, can't. no, oh, sorry. No, you're right. The first time on that one, pet, I'm afraid. <laughs> you may no, never say that again. Up to 90, up to 90. No, so needless to say, I'm going to be raising this child alone now. Um, but yeah, I know. And, and look, of course, he's allowed to be tired, but just you can't verbalize it. No, That's the on, only yeah. thing. He's allowed to be tired, but like, not on your Keep watch. It to yourself. Yeah, well, as long as you're keeping track of it and you're you're rating how tired each one of you are, and you always come out on top, then I think that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, and you know, isn't 
Do you know what? That's what I miss about staff rooms because basically, as any teacher will tell you, a staff room break essentially consists of somebody sits down and says, oh my, oh my God, God, I'm so tired. And then the person beside you says, oh, sure, who are you telling? I was up till 11 last night doing corrections. And then the other girl says, do you know what? I was actually up till one. I don't know if you got my email, but I was up till one doing the maths quiz. And it just goes on and on and on. It basically consists of just 15 minutes of everyone saying how tired they are. It's very competitive. Fuck. I just have like, I had to actually just like, I got to the point where I had to like, blank that phrase out because I remember when I started in like in college and people would be like oh my god I'm so tired I'm so tired and they're like these are all like people like the majority are people living in Dublin living at home with their mom and dad and like when I started college like Ella was like fucking she'd only been born in the May do you know what I mean? And yeah. I was starting in the September. And I was just like, I remember the first few times when people would be saying it. Because obviously people say it like, as you pointed out, like, you know, hundreds of times a day. I, I could just feel myself developing a nervous twitch. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, please. You're, what are you tired from? Oh. I get mad. It was a part-time job in the local garage. You know what I mean? But I was just like, no. And then I was just like, do you know what? Everyone's tiredness is in the context of their own life. I was just like, look, you've won the competition, Emma, but just don't engage in this conversation anymore because you're going to get angry. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm, I I suddenly understand now why your nickname is Twitchy. Yeah. One of my nicknames. Uh, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I do, yeah. No, and of course, you know, because I think he's allowed to, be allowed to be tired and all that. But last night I had a moment where I think myself and Katie Price became one. Oh. Now, I know you started the Get Well card, which is on our Patreon page. Great move, have to say, Ems. Absolutely brilliant. You've sent it. Oh, we sent our blessings. But sure, I put, be- a, I put a date on, on the thing when I was doing it. So I just gave it a few days, like, you know. Yeah, and it's gone now into the ether. But I I um put my foot out of the bed last night. We moved the bed to make way just to see. We were kind of seeing where we could put the crib and stuff. And then I threw my leg out of the bed as per usual. One of the times I was getting up to do we and whacked it off the heater because Aww. I didn't realize but I actually was so happy about it because although I have like two injured toes at the moment I just think I mean myself and Katie we've essentially lived the same life haven't we at this point oh my god it's just it's like it's spooky at this stage isn't it eerie Um, I actually do feel a little bit strange I just can't believe this is just one more way in which we are connected to become one. <laughs> oh, come here. Speaking of strange, I had a gig, a real gig on um, Saturday night. Oh, wow. Where was that? It was in the Workman's. Oh, great. Did you believe Tell us that? more. Well, I got asked to do this gig like, do you know what I mean, ages ago. And I was just like, you know the way yourself, you get asked to do these things months in advance. Even before all of this, you're like, yeah, probably will, but like, who knows? So I just said, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, that gig is coming up. So I assumed that it was cancelled because of the way that we haven't gone into phase four or whatever. So I just messaged your man the day before. And I say your man because I actually didn't, this fella, his name is Kyle. 
I had never met him okay. before. I don't know. Like he obviously does comedy, but I I didn't know he was. I was like, oh, is that gig? I assume that gig's not going ahead. He's like, yeah, no, go, it's going ahead or whatever. So I was in the workman's. They had like kind of cabaret style and like pairs, couples, whatever you want to call them, at tables. And then on the couches, it was a few more people. So it was just like a regular gig. The only difference was there wasn't as much like hanging around on stairs and stuff. Comedians were just in the liquor rooms while the gig was going on. So you kind of like you'd come, you kind of go up when you think, okay, that person's probably nearly finished and, you know, do it that way. But I was like, I don't know how, and everyone was getting table service like drinks. And then I was like, how did that go ahead? Because obviously it's just on the keys. Like it's a very... Mm-hmm. Open yeah. spot or whatever and then my dad was like oh it could be because they have a club license and a club license yeah. is different to a pub license so I was like yeah. oh okay because he's like obviously it would have been like a working man's club before so I was like oh right mm-hmm. that makes sense because I thought they were going to have some like Mickey Mouse food or something yeah Which, but I mean that seems like it worked well yeah it did yeah um, no, it is. Yeah, no, I don't know. In terms like I was of shy, obviously, because I didn't. You were not, Emma. Come no, on. No, well, I was grand, like, but I hadn't prepared for it at all because um, I, I don't know. I still had, not that I was like vocalizing it, but I still had this thing in my head like that it wasn't going to go ahead or something or something was going to happen. Because I know there's been, you know, the way a lot of people were trying to get those like drive-in comedy gigs going. So I just kind of felt like, oh, I bet you this will be pulled at the last minute or something. So I didn't really, I didn't really prepare. And I was like, I haven't really written, I don't know about you, but I haven't really like written stand-up material. So it's no. like we've both been like doing videos and writing and stuff. But I'm like, I don't really feel the need to be writing stand-up when there's no stand-up. I only write stand-up when I'm doing stand-up. No, and I think as well, it's kind of hard to write stand-up when you're not doing stand-up because one thing leads to another. Like, you have to be in that creative space of doing stand-up in order to write stand-up. Yeah, and what I was... Yeah, it's just too difficult. And people were like, oh, you're doing COVID stuff or whatever. But then at the start, I did, and I was actually surprised that... Because I heard a lot of people, and I'm sure we even said it, like, oh, the last thing you'd want to be doing stand-up material about is, like, COVID. But it's kind of, well, like, too big. Yeah, Otherwise, see, that's the, the thing. elephant in the room. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to say uh, you start off with any couples in and, oh, oh 2020. And then just kind of talking about it. You have to talk about this once-in-a-lifetime event. You have to at least reference it before you can move on to the regular stuff. I know, and, like, that affects... I can't think of anything else that affects every single person on the entire planet. <laughs> like... I mean, it could, I feel like it would... I feel like it would be very strange and very bizarre if you didn't talk about it. I know. So the gig went ahead, da-da-da, but... I was actually, I felt so good after because I've been kind of looking at stand-up as if, like, it was, um, you know, I'd been scorned by stand-up as if it was a relationship that went south and people were like, oh, so how, how are you, like? And I've just been like, me? Like, I've never been better. Don't even miss him. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I was kind of, treat- kind of treating it a bit like that because you know yourself, it is like a mixed bag of highs and lows. But then after I did it, 
and honestly, like I'm not just saying this, it was not like a fucking stellar performance. So you know yourself, you can imagine uh, having had that big a gap and then going on stage. But I actually felt it was just the whole thing. Sorry, I know this is like probably fucking boring for people now, but it was just the whole thing of like the whole ritual of of like you know being in town and just, oh, and it's the buzz and it's yeah. just an adrenaline rush and it's it's so challenging, especially when you're up on stage and you realise oh I'm a little bit rusty. I probably should have looked up a few jokes before I did this. I think you I was- just need to engage and you, you say to yourself, okay, I've just now got to bring it and like all that adrenaline and. You know, the challenge of that is exhilarating. I mean, that's why we do it. Yeah, but I honestly, I don't think it would have made a difference if, like, I had a little glance at my notebook, but I don't think it would have made a difference. I think it was just one of those things, like, I just had to do it to see, to just, like, put my brain under pressure to be like, oh, we're doing this again. But town is so strange. It was like... I can imagine. So say, like, I was walking back to my car at about... I don't know, half ten or something. It was the same as being in town. Like, you know, I'm walking through Temple Bar or whatever. It was the same as being in there on a Tuesday night at like say twelve o'clock. Mm. And the only the only people it was just like bewildered couples walking around kind of going, Where will we go now? Well, you know, like fresh couples. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it was just feel- it was just people kind of like, you know, in the midst of like looking for hostels or, you know, that kind of thing. So they're the only yeah. people from what I know, that was only one night or whatever, but obviously I was there for a few hours. They're the people that I saw in town like. No, and I think to be honest, it's it is it 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 does have that like surreal element. I think that's probably one of the reasons why. Obviously, you saw the whole, um, the whole hoo ha mm-hmm. um Berlin D two and them going off for the boozy brunch because I think I can't speak for other countries, but certainly in Ireland, people have taken it really seriously, and even in terms of the whole like, okay, you can only have the few drinks if you have a meal generally that is being enforced and people are still I think quite conscientious about it maybe more so than other countries even though there's definitely a lot of complacency now has kind of you know been seeping in but that is probably why people were so pissed off about the Berlin thing because I think most people now not all because there's definitely a cohort that have just kind of been I guess you know throwing caution to the wind but like I think that's why people find the video so offensive because it's just not, it's not where people are at. Yeah, like, I don't get me wrong, and I saw, I was just like, oh, my God, fucking hell. But I think uh, I'm not, like, justifying it or whatever, and, you know, but I think what obviously happened to them is it, 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 something happened or some sort of moment happened where people just completely forgot what was going on and they were in that little bubble in that moment and just like well, yeah I mean I mean obviously goes it saying like you know you have your few drinks or whatever and you get loosey goosey and someone's going around with a tray of shots and the music is playing and the whole I mean I guess like with drinking there's a level of escapism that yeah. you think oh this is it as you say we're in the moment we're having the crack 
But I suppose you're not thinking in that moment like about the optics, like how this is going to look. And obviously everyone is armed with their phones and all that kind of crack. And I think there was that kind of like of the moment. I mean, but like, I don't think these people are necessarily bad people. No, no. But it was just probably foolish in that, you know, and again, we've all been there. But when you have the booze on board and stuff, but you're not thinking, how is this going to look? Yeah, I don't know. And like, even on a usual Saturday night in town, like I would, you you know, the way you would see guards around just strolling mm. around but I didn't see any guards at all really? yeah and then a few a few different people told me that up on like O'Connell Street and Abbey Street and all it's just like dodge now so all oh, the guards are the up first, there first oh okay so that's where all the guards are that's what I heard maybe listener if you've heard similar or not but I didn't I, I thought it was unusual like for a Saturday night walking through Temple Bar to not see yeah uh, very guards or whatever so um yeah I don't know I don't know but I was like Jesus I kind of like when I got home then and whatever I was like Sure, I don't really know. Like, I have a couple of others booked in, but sure, you know, you wouldn't know whether they'll end up going ahead for whatever fucking reasons or... Um, yeah. Well, it, it is hmm. nice that the gigs are happening again. Like, Fred has a good few gigs now booked in hilariously for September. So, in other words, for when the baby's due. Yeah. So, the, the timing is absolutely impeccable. And he did say to me today, his old buddy, old pal, he's doing two gigs this weekend in Kells, mm-hmm. Fred. So, we going to be there Friday and Saturday. And then he was saying to me that Owen Colton got on to him and was like, do you want to go drinking in a field with a bunch of lads in Mayo? So needless to say, Fred, I think he ejaculated on the spot. Like this is just his absolute dream. Fields, mayo, lads, drinking. So it's just tick to tick. Um, and then he said, oh, you know, I told Owen I can't do that because I'm going to be a dad. And I was like, no, like do it. Like that's your dream. You're always, yeah. You're always saying you want to drink in fields. So just do it. And he's like, okay. Absolutely denier with himself. But... I think the first and first week in September is a few gigs. The last week in September. I mean, we'll see if they go ahead. I personally admire his balls in just giving it a whirl. Yeah. Well, you have to, I think, don't you, if you want yeah. to. And he's, and actually PJ Gallagher was saying when he was on Classic Hits, and I thought, I was like, God, you know, that's actually very astute of PJ. <laughs> he said, Fred, you're one of those rare breeds of comedians in that you actually enjoy gigging unlike the rest of us you actually enjoy it and like Fred is that type that he just he really loves being on the road and he loves doing the gigs and all that yeah. oh yeah I hope so hope he does and have you know, a great time yeah I mean the thing of only 50 people like we've all been at comedy shows where you're there with two other people and you're thinking oh my god I mean there's there is a fine line between a gig and a hostage situation know, you yeah. know I, I think for comedy it would be grand. And I do have to laugh, you know, some people being like, oh, I mean, I don't know, like, can I can I work with 50? You're like, really? I mean, I think, I think. What were you I doing before? Are, like, you're like, okay. I think, we, I think we've all worked with less than 50. Okay, come on. Like, let's get real here. Um, so, no, I mean, hopefully, look, it's great to hear that the gigs are happening. And, you know, hopefully, like, long may it continue. 
We'll see, yeah. But sure, they're not gonna they're not gonna be the same amount of them as there once was for the moment anyway, because lots of them are yeah. just too small to Well, you see, this is it. Like it's it's it. more Yeah, and then it's more so as well, like is it worth your while financially speaking necessarily doing gigs if they're gonna be at such small capacities? You know, there's know. you know that's a big question as well. But but no, look, it's it's good that he's back doing them anyway. And so, how are you feeling about September 8th? Oh, good. Although I think it could be September 1st now. They're going to tell me tomorrow, I think. Um, Super excited to meet them. I just can't wait to meet the baby now. I just see one looks like and then I think as well because you know my mom and dad have been supposed to come down and then with the lockdown because hilariously they like because they live in Egypt they are <laughs> they are technically on lockdown even though mom did tell me um that dad went to Luke in the other day to get a box of after eights for someone so mom was sweating like as in like oh my god my guards could come to my door any minute kind of thing and I was like you're grand but I think as well because when the baby's here hopefully in a couple of weeks like they'll be able to visit and stuff that I just want all that to happen now as well yeah but sure it'll be it'll be better after it'd be the baby's born yeah I think so for them to come big time it'd be better after been on the planet for a couple of weeks. Um, oh, Emma, that was our se- Shh, that's our secret name. We'll have to bleep out the name of the baby there. That's, that's our Patreon secret name. I'm taking the time of that. Okay, do, do. Sorry. Forgot. I've got, look, I've got the VIP deal. Like, yeah. seriously, we're, we're, we, we can't, we can't jeopardise that. Um, no, it'll be, it'll be great. I went to the L breastfeeding cast the other day oh, yeah. and was told all about the maple syrup coming out of my nipples and that kind of thing. And I was just like, Fred then keeps asking, when is the milk starting? And I'm just getting really nervous. Oh my God. I'm like, Fred, the milk is not for you, love. And he's like, I know, I know. I'm just curious. But yeah, so we're waiting on the maple syrup to start happening. Oh. Did you vaccine Emma? No. So I went in with Ella and I was all like, oh, and you know, obviously I'm going to breastfeed and a really nice midwife kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but she just kind of said to me, oh, you like, you have enough going on. And, you know. But you know what? Fair play to her for not doing the whole, like, to, you know, I think it's gone the opposite way now. So I actually am so happy to hear that she said to 18 year old Emma, listen, don't worry about it. Yeah, just, you know, get the leave and done or whatever. She was like, don't be worrying. <laughs> but um, I did do it for, like literally only for a couple of days with Joe. And it just wasn't great for me. Like, I was in agony, like my nipples were in bits. And I remember <laughs> I called over one of the midwives to shower because I was like, these are really, really bad. And she's kind of like, oh, okay, like, we, you know, we'll have a look. And she, <laughs> she's like, yeah, they're, they're actually fairly bad. <laughs> oh, were they bleeding? Yeah, they were just like, if I'd had to identify them in a lineup myself, I wouldn't have recognised them, like. And, te- well, do you know what? At the moment, I wouldn't, I don't recognise my own nipples. I tell no. you that much. They're completely alien. The shape of them, the colour of them, I'm just like, these are not the nipples that have stood me well. No, so I, I've very little experience, I, but I, I have to say, like, I've, the, 
I've I had zero guilt about it or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? So I was like, I think it was I think it was kind of um because when I came to actually try it, it was my second it was my second time around. So I think you're just like you kind of have that bit of experience and you're a bit gentler on yourself or you know what I mean you're kinder to yourself you're more flexible in that you're like look things don't always go to plan this is this is fine it's not a big deal yeah yeah your plan is like you just kind of hope everything goes goes well like you know what I mean so um, and I think, yeah, and I did say that at the breastfeeding class. I said, you know, I was, I was being very kind of like, you know, when they were asking about what the plan was, you know, the way they're all about the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we haven't even had the baby yet. And now she was such a nice lady during the class and stuff. But I just said, I was just very honest and said, look, I'm going to give this a go, but I'm not going to put like huge pressure on myself. So I could see the woman was nodding. And, you know, although she said, oh, yeah, of course, I could tell what she really meant was you hate your baby. You know, (laughs) (laughs) know. (laughs) we'll see because, you know, it's, you know, we'll see. I'm giving them an L squeeze every now and then, give myself a sneaky feel to see can we get something going. But look, well, she was saying it's good, yeah, right in there, full cup, not just a little tickle, like full on, like give it a proper squeezy squeeze. Um, so I'm gonna try. Look, I'm giving myself the sneaky feels if I'm stopped in traffic and stuff, and we'll see just that that get things moving. But I don't know, you hear then about the nipple shields, and you're like. please life is hard enough you know obviously for loads of people it's the best thing they ever did and you know um they found it fantastic and all the rest of it and blah 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 and then other people are just like no so just and and some people were surprised you know I know from you know some people I know were surprised at how much they enjoyed it and whatever and then I know from other people who were like absolutely thought that this was the only way to go Kind of. And then I was thinking, because you know the way you have a favourite breast, everyone has that favourite breast. Yeah. And then I said to her, I was like, oh, 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 then I was the only one who held the doll wrong. So she was like, oh, careful now, because if you did that to real baby, you could really hurt the baby. And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I had it like in a headlock and everyone else just knew straight away how to hold the baby. And um, <laughs> then... She- <laughs> And then, and then I, so I had the baby and I said, oh, could you just keep it on like this breast all the time? And I nearly said, cause this is my favorite breast, but I just said, oh, because I'm right-handed. Like, okay, does that make sense? But then she said, oh, well, the thing is, Judy, pet, you don't, you don't end up lopsided. So I'd really recommend mixing it up. And I was like, oh, jeez, lopsided breast. That's all I need. Like already one is heading southwest and the other one is heading to the northeast. I was like, this is all I need now is <laughs> two lopsided breasts. Gosh, there's a lot of information. A lot of information. A lot of information. Now, you know what I'm thinking? When I take this moment to just give a shout out to our lovely patrons because I forgot to do it the last week and yes. that just is because we love our patrons so much. We okay. really do. Like I really love them. Like I'm getting wet oh. just thinking about them. Do you know what, honestly, yeah, it's actually, I think it's coming between myself and Fred, my feelings for the Patreon page people. Like, it's just, there's that level of love there. The other people, I'll call them, are grand, but it's really the patrons for me. So, yeah, 
let's hear about all them. about so we have Nicola Orr, Jennifer One Name Only, Stacey S, Joan P, which I love, Joan P. Um, and her second name really does make her make her sound like a Bond girl. So mm. we love that name. Our old friend Bren, who we love on Twitter. Oh, hey, I think Bren. Bren He's good crack. Dara G, Alva K, Maureen B, Neve W, Katie C, Anya C, Golden Goose which really tickles my fancy. That is the name of the patron, and I just want to know more. Mm. Jackie W, Steph Maxi, who I presume is the lovely Steph down in Wexford, who we really, really love and adore. She's great. Oh, hey. and, and Steph works with Lantern Entertainment, and hilariously, they so. <laughs> He sent me a picture a couple of months ago where their pub, the pub that the that they kind of use for events and stuff down in Wexford, the name escapes me now. It's a lovely pub. Everyone does comedy gigs there. But uh, they had a picture of the pub and in the distance you could see my poster. Oh, so they yeah. tagged me and informed me that I made the New York Times. And then Wonderful I texted TV. Dan and said, one for the CV, you know my bio changed immediately as featured in the New York Times. And, <laughs> and I said, I sent it on to dad and I said, hi dad, look, I made the New York Times. And he replied, who is this? I was like, dad, come on. It's me, save my number. It's surely time you save my number That's at this point. time. It's time. It is time. Speaking speaking of, actually speaking of the bios, I do, I encountered another one during the week. I know we've talked about this before, but I do really enjoy, you know, as we've said, like the reviews that say, you couldn't say this man is, fu- is, ver- is very funny. And then they just use very funny, chortle. It's just, it's genius. It's genius I marketing. I and are you, I was just going to Are you ready for this? Because this this is a big one before we move on. This is the last patron I want to give a shout out to. Mm. Very exciting. We absolutely love her. She's a major celebrity, major comedic queen of Ireland. Dear Joe Kane. Yes. Back of the net. So on patrons, that's who you could be rubbing shoulders with. But you're too fucking stingy. Okay. So look. What we're saying is, if you like Deirdre, do as Deirdre does. That's what we're saying. It's also a good time to mention, before we move on, is that Up to 90 podcast is part of the Head Stuff podcast network. And there's loads of deadly podcasts on the network. Well, obviously ours is the best, but there's other ones as well, like this one. When it comes to understanding political issues, I am a self-confessed toddler. That's why I've enlisted the help of Steve, my politically savvy drinking buddy, to help me better understand politics. Every couple of weeks, we get together and record on topics like what is the politics of language, what is Watergate, how the internet is killing democracy. We take these big issues and we break them down into silly little comedic bite-sized bits. If you like the sound of that, then search for What Am Politics in your podcast app of choice or find us here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Come here, come here, come here to me. Yes, Did I I'm tell here. you? I, said, I told you. I t- now I told you the news last week because you spotted something <laughs> on my yes. on my person. Did you see how this then kind of became? Well, I was going to say came, kind of became a bit of an online news story, but it was reprinted word for word. 
<laughs> in a few different publications. No, I didn't see it at all. Oh, Emma. It's, well, this is gas because just to explain, so what were we doing last week, Emma, just to explain to our listener, because we'll, we'll, give, we'll give her an out shout out. She was great old crack. Katie. Yeah. yeah. So we were doing the Shift podcast with Katie Boyle, so Irish comedian who's living in New York. She's actually home for, um, I mean, she's at home at the moment. She had just come home when we were speaking to her, but we were doing it on Zoom. And then Judy is mid-conversation and I had to stop her and say, sorry, Judy, what the fuck is that on your finger? And Judy casually says, oh, yeah, no, I, I actually, I forgot to tell you. No, oh, yeah, we're engaged. Yeah, yeah. I meant to say it to you. And then I said, when did this happen? And you were like, oh, I think it was May. Oh, well, the thing is, is that we did get engaged a few months ago, but we didn't say it to anyone. And then we kind of forgot we were engaged. So now people just message me and say, what's on your finger? Mm. Um, Instead of me just telling people, oh, yeah, we're engaged. But very funny. So they printed the story for Basham, as I told it on the Shift podcast about the proposal, which I find very funny because the story basically consisted of um, Fred announced he was going for a run and he was like, I'll meet you down at the pier. And I was like, grand. Okay, so I walked down at a leisurely pace. Now, he hadn't been for a run for a while, so something should have told me something was up. But then I, I rounded the corner down at the pier here in Brandon and there was Fred and I thought he was after having a fall. So he was on his knee and I was convinced that something terrible had happened to him and he was after collapsing. So I break out into a run. And then we have a local character called Mad Mick. Now, every village has a Mad Mick, don't they? Um, so Mad Mick is there. He's drinking his pint of plumber. He's happy out. But So I start to run and I can hear Mad Mick saying, what the fuck am I watching? I can't believe my own eyes. So you're like, oh, thank God Mad Mick is there for this moment. Went over, was like, are you okay? You're after falling. And he was like, no, will you marry? me so I was like oh sure thanks very much grand we'll do that and then Mad Mick just as we're embracing Mad Mick shouts over and this was printed on all these different like no. so like rsvp.e the sun and the mirror.e but it's funny because I I couldn't really share it because I don't know you know obviously we call Mad Mick Mad Mick but like I don't know does he want to see that in print you know it's <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he shouted over, just as myself and Fred are in a newly engaged embrace. Yeah. Mad Mick shouts over, well, did you say yes, Johnson, you slapper? And as you pointed out, Emma, like, is there a right way to answer that question? I mean, surely if I'm getting married, I mean, does that make me more of a slapper? Like, I'm not getting Nick's logic on it. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I did. And he's like, I knew you would, you slapper. And I was like, again, <laughs> your logic isn't adding up here, Mick, but thank you. So hilariously, they printed a word for word no. on different things. Very funny. Um, but look, I guess it's a mildly amusing proposal story. So, like, I, you know, it, it, I obviously don't mind, mind at all. And she was nice to get the mention. Absolutely. I mean, that's really this weren't an old, like, TV interview, I would imagine, doesn't it? Uh, well, listen, we'll throw, we'll throw it up on the gram and see what happens. But, I mean, I doubt it, to be, to be fair. I always think when people see, like, myself and Fred in the articles together, they're probably like, who's your one? 
But Sherlock, you know me. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that they can clean and out one picture. For some reason, they all do it. The one picture of a time that myself and Fred we went for have literally gone for one walk together in three years, and that's the picture they put up. So we looked like this really active couple. Well, come here now. You know the way that Fred could possibly be responsible for posting the first photograph of you with your bundle of joy would you get them to maybe send it to me first and I'll just have a look at it and maybe see if it needs an L filter or a bit of a crop or whatever oh, you know look there's no way we're letting Fred loose with the first picture no. it goes without saying should you be my birthing partner if I could pick that up but unfortunately, they're not letting working partners in no. until you're three centimeters dilated. And I told Fred that, and he said, "But your eyes look fine." And started falling right laughing. And I was like, "Please don't make that joke when you come into the hospital about the eyes being dilated, please, darling." Um, I think you should take the baby photo before the baby is born. I think before things really start kicking off, I think you should just get a towel or an old blankie, wrap it up, just freshen up the face, put a bit of like, you know, mist on the face just to give you that kind of glow and take the picture then. Because the hair the hair will still be fresh then. Yeah. As well. I think so. I think it's the best day because they could be wheeling out this photo for a while. Yeah, I think I think I might I might give that a go. But you know what? Thank you so much for reminding me of that because I really do have to say to Fred, love you, darling, but you just need to run this past. Just let Emma work her magic. <laughs> I'm only doing it for you because I know you'll be fucking raging in like eight months down the line and that picture's still being whacked into something. You'll be just like, oh for fuck's sake, that's stupid fucking picture that was meant for my mom that was meant for my mom I know (laughs) but this is it and you know what you can't even send it on to your mom now because again we had this conversation like you know they're just they're gas in terms of that like mom would definitely send it on to the local paper no problem and say I just thought you looked beautiful so natural she don't need all that makeup and you're like but mom like my hair is stuck to my head. I just saw there actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, I meant to mention this. Did you see Darrow Breen slammed the BBC for not making any more stargazing live when they'll pay Scarlett Moffat to make a podcast about conspiracy theories? So he's not a Scarlett Moffat fan. Can you believe it? What? I don't believe yeah. that. I'm shocked about that. I thought Scarlett, oh, hang on, sorry, okay, let's just clarify. He deleted the tweet The tweet. then. We've all been there, Dara, we've all been there. And then said, I've met Scarlett, she was a guest on Blockbusters, and she is a lovely person, so please don't give her any grief. Okay, Dara, yeah, sorry, we're backtracking on that one. Oh, that sounds like he had a busy afternoon, doesn't it? Ah, uh, look, how many times do I post a tweet and then I should delete my tweets more often. So I totally respect, <laughs> totally respect, respect Dara taking that stance. I just saw his face and it's so unusual you see Dara's face on the Daily Mail wall of shame that I was like, hang on, what's going on? Jesus, I don't think I've ever seen his face on that. 
Never. So I just, I clicked in, but we're all good. So Dara, and we love Dara. He's gas man. So funny. I saw Come him here, in drum shopping centre before and I only tweaked that it was him because I'm like, I would pride myself on being good at like spotting people and whatever. But I only tweaked it was him as he was halfway down the escalator because he's so tall. It took me that long to like fucking gaze up to his face and cop that it was him. Is he super tall? Is he like seven foot tall? I think he's eight foot tall. And he's five foot wide. No, I don't know, but he's tall. Remember that? Remember that time big he was on the channel? You know, big fine man. Big, big fine man, as our mothers would say. I just every now and again, what I rewatch is the interview he did with Jonathan Ross years ago, where Jonathan was kind of taking the piss out of the Irish, and Dara was basically like, "No, sorry, no." And I love it. You know, it's so rare. That people put Jonathan Ross back in his box. Yeah. I was just, it's just chef's kiss, YouTube. It's really, uh, really good. And it's all like, whoa, with the lads. It's all in jokes, which really annoys me. I think that show, like, dated even while it was still on air. And do you remember the whole, like, three puffs and a piano and... There was one of the puffs in particular that was super fucking annoying. Like, it just fucking really annoying. But, um... <laughs> I do have to say with Ricky Gervais, I didn't like... This is siblings all Ricky over. Gervais and siblings. And that's how... That, that, you know what? I'm turning into your one doing the breastfeeding pass the other day. I should probably shouldn't say this. No. But the whole... I literally it's going to be taken for Basham, Judy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mira.ie. Okay. So... <laughs> but she kept saying throughout... Uh, it's the bone of my life. It's the bone of my life. It's the bone of my life. And I just felt like saying, hang on, can we stop trying on nipple shields for one minute and just say, the, it's the bane of my life. But maybe she was getting a hard on, was she? Is that what she was trying to say? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what think, I think there's moral issues there if she's getting turned on I by talking about nipple shields. I, I knew I couldn't say anything because I am guilty of siblings and actually, yes, now that you remind me, Ricky Gervais as well. I mean, it'll never be Gervais. I, I, I'm going to play the card that I played when I was a German teacher for two seconds and then they found out that I'd never done German in school and I hadn't done it in college. But when I was down in Carcabine teaching German for approximately two days, um, one day one of the third years had the cheek, the cheek, to correct my pronunciation on something and I paused the tape recorder and I said well actually in Bavaria that's how they pronounce it thank you that's a good one but I mean of course the child was completely right and I do apologize if you've since spent your whole life (laughs) thinking that Bavaria has a different dialect maybe it does I doubt it but there's no way of finding out Ricky Gervais I've now decided I actually really, really love Ricky Gervais and I get it now. I do get it. So this I is have the celebrity that we're brown in this week, is it? This is the guy that I'm tagging in all right. my tweets. If you, could just give me get heads, if you could just send me like a WhatsApp just with the name of yeah. the celebrity it's, tweet. It's it's really and Let's do an Excel spreadsheet. I'll just say this week is Ricky Gervais. But no, I've completely changed my mind. But you know why I think 
I just like, I wouldn't say just liked him, but I always was a bit on the fence with him. Mm. It's because of Jonathan Ross and his friendship with Jonathan Ross, having seen him on the show and it's all like, Noah, and do you remember that time? Do you? Do you remember? Are you at the pool table? Like, it's just, uh, that's what annoyed me. But actually, I like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's all right. I think he's I think he's a bit of a genius. It was just the Jonathan Ross factor which irked me. So I just want to clarify that now that we're talking about Rossi. Um I've subscribed to Katie's YouTube channel actually. What's going on over there? It's actually very good. It's very entertaining. Is it is it is like what kind of stuff just like day to day I see she's selling the Barbie car. I thought the Barbie car was long gone to be honest. But she went off and she got her hair dyed and she got new extensions. So she was going from black back to like a kind of a honey balayage blonde and she gets like the extensions are like four foot long and she was in the hairdressers uh I'd say for like 15 hours or something but uh, she's like oh you're gonna see me bald now or whatever and it's just her with kind of a long bob because they've taken all the extensions out and oh and to her that's bald yeah and all of the comments all of the comments are like gorgeous gorgeous I actually really like you with the bob Katie I uh, I'm such a big fan of yours, but I, I, it, it's much fresher and younger on you. The extensions are, are extensions are actually quite aging every single time. Why? Oh my! Shots fired. No, but anyone that was saying it was actually saying it in a nice way. Like it's coming from a good. But I mean, like Kate, of course, a Bob would be absolutely gorgeous in her, but it just says so much about like her self image that she would still associate sex bomb with long hair yeah and then there is in one of them there's a part where she asks uh junior junior says something like they're in the airport this is before obviously smashing up so the leg scary how he's, he's the mini mysterious girl it really takes me out I know. they're in the airport anyway and he says something to his mother like complimenting her on something right and she goes she goes to him oh thank you do you think I'm a sort do you and then him and the boyfriend are horrified going what like he cannot want your son to say that to his own mother it was quite strange I do feel you know when Junior was remember when Junior was on with her and these women and he was like I just think you know I think she looks great but I think she could cover up more like Junior and Princess speak with the maturity of like 35 year olds and they're like we're not taking from you you know you do this as a woman if you want to do it but I just think you don't need we don't need the plunging neckline and the hot pants and like all the girls are like isn't he cute and what's your favourite subject in school? And he's like, I just, okay, can everyone just hear me out on this? I'm all about the female empowerment, but I just feel, and everyone's just like, isn't he just, and he's the image of Peter's. How are you getting on with Peter, Katie? <laughs> and Junior's like, this was my one shot. <laughs> Fuck's sake, and they're there like pinching his dimples and all, like, and she's I a half to... has got a six pack. And then they play the yeah, oh, so funny. God. I remember seeing <laughs> <laughs> And then they just kind of and then they ruffle Junior's hair. 
fuck's sake they need to bring back Kerry Katowin on that show I haven't watched it in oh, years the problem with television right now is that Kerry Katona isn't on enough shows I know I'll do do you know who I do like I do like Colleen purely because I'm convinced that she's an absolute fucking weapon I don't well, imagine she's I a point- weapon in real life but I love her like well, you see, I have to say, I probably haven't watched. I, you know, you did see that during the week with um uh, a few people. Her ma- Colleen Nolan's manager came out and said that Nadia was an absolute wagon. Did you see that? Which I thought, from a manager's point of view, was strange. Like, surely, if you're supposed to manage someone's public image. You shouldn't go on Instagram and be like, by the way, this one, let me tell you about her. Like, very odd. Like, just odd. Failure. I don't know. I might get someone to say that about me. It could be good for a bit of publicity. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I Personally, I found that time that Kim was on. Do you remember when Kim was on? Um, <laughs> Super Cleaner Kim. I thought, I just found that so uncomfortable. I don't know if I actually watched it since. Like, is it her Colin eyes? Nolan. Is it Kim's oh. eyes that set you off or what is it? Is that what makes I, 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 I did think the Nolans, it just felt, I know it's such a cliche, but it did feel really mean girls and very, it just felt very, very strange. Yeah, but that's their whole thing. But then they, you know, every so often they're just like, I'm in the mood for dancing. And I just don't know. And then Stacey, now again, yeah. and you know, I say this knowing that so she does seem to get a lot of grief on the Daily Mail wall of shame in the comments section, which I don't like and I don't approve of. But I don't feel, you know, I I'll just say this. I just feel like, oh, the teddy bear is made out of carrot sticks. Like, I just, I can't take it anymore. What's, is this on Instagram she's doing this? She does. Now, her, it's pretty impressive. I'd recommend checking it out. So, her kids, like, love fruit and veg, because they're those kind of kids. They love fruit and veg, and she goes to extraneous lengths. It's very impressive, but she will build things out of celery and carrots to make vegetables fun. And I just think... It's gone too far for me. No, not for me now. It's just, it's just, it's fantastic to look at it and all the rest, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I like her. Yeah, like in fairness. I, I think you kind, I think maybe what happened was, is that, you know, sometimes when people get a lot of love, that then they try to kind of really rehash what it is they think people are loving. <laughs> And then it just becomes really forced and suddenly you have a carrot teddy bear every day. Yeah, like I'd be like, because I'm at home with the kids obviously every day and sometimes I'd be like, will I make a carrot teddy? And then I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and vape mindlessly scrolling on my phone. Do you know what I mean? But, self-care. But I did watch actually her X Factor audition the other day and it's actually... But she's really, she's really good and whatever, and, you know, she does really well, and obviously she gets all her yeses and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's really sad at one point because she's, like, um, she's saying that she's a single, she's a single mum, and she's, like, um, obviously she's asked, like, oh, how how did you find being a single mum? And she's, like, um, I'm a single mum, I love it. I get, I get to make all the rules. 
I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. Do you know what okay. I mean? I was just like, right, okay. But... Now, I do, I do love the fact that she is one of the few that has made something out of that correct factor moment. And I do yeah, love yeah. that, but I do and I think the cutesy cutesy thing with the with Joe it's just uh, you know and then like I I mean I say that because I'm conscious that myself and Fred probably make people sick as well but I think it's just the carrot teddies it's the carrot teddies and then they were on actually I just read a review here of Loose Women and they were saying they were giving out this person was saying good morning all I was so sad to hear one panellist complaining about couples going on holiday without children to Disneyland. I mean, I don't know. I just feel if as an adult you're going to Disneyland, something happened, mm-hmm. didn't it? Something happened along the way. Well, if you're leaving your kids at home, like you're aggressing, something is happening, you're in the midst of something. <laughs> like, I don't understand people that do that. I think that's borderline uh, child abuse. Like, I mean, just, I here's really a few fucking Mickey ears for you. Go fuck yourselves. Like, do you know what I mean? Here's a set of Mickey ears, uh, a, a, cool, a cool Mickey t-shirt, which will not get you, get you beaten up in your national school. And also, look, as a special treat, Mommy's made a carrot teddy. <laughs> so it's a teddy which you can eat. Why? And it's healthy. Why, why do people do this? Go on holidays to Disneyland and leave their children who are at the age of like would love Disneyland just like no not this year yeah no I just I do feel that really pissed me off so I yeah it, well it is it's like it's like those threats when your mom be like if your mom or your dad be like if you're not careful I'm gonna drive you drive off and leave you here and the hilarity of growing up in 80s Ireland was that sometimes parents did that they were like look yeah you think I'm choking, and then they drive up the road and come back. But you'd learned your lesson, and it's the same with the Disneyland. I just love that thing of people with kids going, like, you know, they crawl on the floor in a shop, and they won't go. They're like, okay, well, I'm off then. Bye. Oh, you know what's the funniest one? Because this happened to Fred, and he was given out about it. And I think it's happened most men that you're in a shop and the child is going mad because they don't want another carrot teddy bear, and you're like, I'm buying the I'm buying the carrot bat ones, okay? Because that saves me time when I'm making your teddy bear, and we'll be two minutes. And the kid is like, just like on the ground, like please, just one pack of meanies. That's all I want. And then the parent says, "Do you know what? If you don't cop on, if you don't stop this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that man in the beard to come over, and you're gonna be in trouble with that man in the beard." Have you ever experienced that, where they try to put it on a stranger? Uh, yes, I, I've experienced. That, like I've been that person with the, you know not the person with kids and they're saying that lady's gonna fucking start kicking off and I'm like oh my god thanks so much for listening to the podcast but it's strange to start involving strangers into it like but sometimes people you're just like you haven't you know, you're, at your you're just like yeah. fuck it you know what I mean you just you're you've not met. 
bleeding nipples. You're all out of carrot batons. Yeah. It's just yeah, the stitches don't. have burst. You know what I mean? There's oh. an infection. You just like, don't get me started on the. Oh, don't get me started on the old stitches. Um, on that note, <laughs> I'm gonna probably have to let you go, Mrs. Kushakara. I need to do another wee story of my life. Well, it's a good sign. At least it is a good wee-ing. sign. Of At least I'm weeing. And you know what? If that isn't the new live, laugh, love, (laughs) I don't know what is. You're not doing it in your bag. You're doing it into the jacks by your own forge. You still have control of it. It's going to be my new Insta inspos. At least I'm still weeing. That's my new new mantra. Come here, miss. It's been an absolute pleasure. As always. Chat soon. God bless, patrons. I absolutely adore you. The rest are folks. (laughs) (laughs) We say that with love. Okay, goodbye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.